For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. The ancient Greek philosopher Heraclitus. Heraclitus? Herac... I don't know how you say it. You say Heraclitus, I say Heraclitus. But I saw a quote from Heraclitus this week that I like. No man steps into the same river twice because it is not the same river and he is not the same man. Yeah, I was pausing to let it sink in, man. That's how the ancient Greeks used to do it. They would say some shit and then be like, whoa. I don't know what was going on in ancient Greece, but apparently they were just sitting around thinking of cool shit we'd say for the rest of our life. Good one, Heraclitus. There's no ancient American sayings, or I don't know. I don't think they're going to look back at this time and be like, as the ancient American philosopher Joe Rogan once said, Bro, you gotta try ayahuasca. But anyway, I like that. I don't know what what I saw that on, but I like it. Because, you know, nothing's ever the same. It's a different river. It's a different man. And maybe it's because the guy's name has Clit in it. But, you know, maybe the river could be a woman. There's no I in team, but there's an us and clitoris. And an I. But, you know, I have a, I guess, a, a classic Gabriel Rutledge joke. I got married uh, when I was 23. That's young enough. All my friends were like, you know, if you do this, you only get to have sex with one woman for the rest of your life. And I was like, yeah, that's better than the nobody I was working with. <laughs> that's why I had to buy a now button. I panicked a little bit. I've been married long enough now, I can tell you, just because it's one person, that does not mean it's always the same. That's what I tell my single friends. What are you into in a woman? What are you attracted to? Short hair, long hair, blonde, brunette, young girls, skinny girls, college girls, pregnant girls, moms, chubby chicks. I've been married 25 years. My wife's been all of those. 
not judging. I've been a couple of them too. And really, that's all. That's all. Hera Clitoris was saying, just in a much more ancient Greek philosopher cool way. No man enters the same woman twice because she is a different woman and he is a different man. Anyway, I've been gone for seven days, so uh, hopefully I get to enter the river tonight, if you know what I mean. Uh, coming back, as I often do from Las Vegas, driving home from SeaTac Airport. I left underwear in the hotel room. I don't feel great about that. For the reason, you're thinking right now, oh boy, you had an accident. No, that's not the case. I just, I was looking at some of my underwear and I'm like, well, that one's got a hole in it. Well, I mean, they all do. Where the wiener's supposed to come out. I mean, no man enters the same boxer briefs twice because they are not the same briefs and his balls are not the same shape. But I'm like, I'm going to throw these away. I mean, I donate clothes all the time, but I don't, you don't, donating underwear seems weird, especially if they have a hole or they're frayed and I'm just like, I don't, these few pairs of underwear, I'm just, I'm not going to take them home, then throw them away. I'll just leave them in the garbage. Here in my beautiful hotel room at the MGM Signature. But, you know, when that cleaning staff comes in and they see underwear in the garbage, they're going to be like, oh, no. We know what that means. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And we got to clean it up. So there's nothing to clean up, but there, you know, there's no way that they're going to see underwear in a garbage can and be like, oh, this ends well. Also, I felt bad because I didn't have any cash because, well, I usually have cash because I sell merch uh, after comedy shows, but you're not allowed to do that at the uh, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM. Something about it being on the casino floor or whatever. Uh, which, you know, I get, if I got to pick, I would, be, I would be able to sell merch. But honestly, it's kind of nice to have a week off from having to worry about it. Uh, but anyway, I had no cash. And, you know, there should be, you should, there should be like a QR code in the room that you can leave a tip on or something. That might be a security issue. But I feel bad about that. Sorry for the underwear scare. I went to a hotel room once that had underwear in it. Uh, they were actually on top of a lampshade. It was a hotel in Milwaukee. And I saw them just like on top of the lampshade. I don't think they were dirty. 
I don't know. I didn't want to investigate too thoroughly. It was a pair of what are traditionally women's panties. And I called to the front desk. And I said, there's a pair of underwear in a lampshade in my room. And then the front desk lady said, and I quote, well, I don't want them. Yeah, me either, front desk lady. So I didn't even, I didn't, they didn't come get them. I didn't change rooms. I just, uh, you know, let them be in the lampshade, I think. You ever accidentally bought underwear that don't have the hole in the front? I guess I'm talking to penis owners right now, but they do sell boxer shorts that are like, uh, they got no flap. And some, I've accidentally bought them before. It's a real pain in the ass. Because then when you're like going to the bathroom, especially in public, you got to take Beans and Frank out just to go pee. When I got my vasectomy uh, many years ago, they said for afterwards, I should have like, you're supposed to wear briefs. I don't know why, just to keep your uh, keep your balls high and tight? I, I don't know. So I, I bought some, and uh, my wife hated them. Like, she could barely look at me when I was wearing them, which is weird. <laughs> I mean, they weren't my favorite. I looked like a European swimmer who had let himself go, but... Women will tell men when they don't like something. You know? If you shave your beard, they'll go, uh, no, grow it back. You get a bad haircut, they'll be like, I don't... You wear some underwear briefs, they go, no, that really ain't doing it for me. A little more fragile the other way around, isn't it? A little tougher for a man to look his woman in the face after she gets a haircut and go, oh, mm, well, it'll grow back. Uh, very fun week at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. Uh, I guess my favorite spot in Vegas. Don't tell the Comedy Cellar. I love the Comedy Cellar. But first of all, the Comedy Cellar. Maybe the Rio will be really nice when it's remodeled, but it ain't great now. MGM Signature. Very nice. Also, I got to do 40 Minutes which I enjoy more than doing 15-minute sets. And it's just so, I don't know, it's it, it's the kind of club that makes you want to wear a suit because it's so classy. I don't. I wear a T-shirt with a day of the week on it. But it 
it's just a, a classy spot. Brad Garrett, he was there Monday. Didn't do 40 on Monday because he hosts and does, I don't know, about 50 minutes total. Uh, just could not be nicer. Could not be... They could be more hospitable. Uh, so, always a fun week. I'm actually going back in like five or six weeks. Uh, I also, I always forget that uh, Mr. Brad Garrett can watch the shows from his house or condo or wherever he lives. Because uh, on Sunday, October 8th, uh, on that show, I, I mentioned on stage that October 8th is my comedy anniversary. I'm actually not positive about that. I think it was the 8th, but I can't exactly remember. But uh, So yeah, October 8th was my 23rd comedy anniversary, and I mentioned that on stage. And After the show, he sent me a text that said some nice things about me, and then he was like, happy anniversary. I always forget <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't thinking about just thinking about your the famous boss of the club watching you in his bathrobe going like mm, you lost him there anyway very fun week Telemook whiskey in the green room by the way nice treat but that was the old me I've been sober for about 13 hours. The underwear I ordered on Amazon uh, called Performance Underwear, which is kind of fun. <laughs> what's, what's the performance? Holding testicles? What's the... Honey, have you seen my performance underwear? I got a big day today. This is the most merry thing about me. I thought about it. I don't, I don't remember the last time I bought underwear. They just show up. <laughs> if a married man buys underwear, it's because there was an incident. That's the only time. I don't like it. I don't like it when the new underwear show up because I don't like the model on the front of the package. He's unnecessarily sexy and I don't need that shit in my life right now. Also in a position I've never seen a human ever except for Captain Morgan. Just doing that pelvis out move like, mm, look at it. It's a shame to cover it up. Look at it! I I've never seen that in the wild. I've never, I've never seen a guy waiting for the bus, just waiting for a falcon to land on it. I never thought to myself, I'm gonna walk into this building dick first, see how that feels. Maybe the stance is sexy. Once you start walking, that's like a giddy up thing. I don't like it. I feel like that model's judging me from the package. <laughs> like, hey, do you work out, bro? <laughs> no, not really. That's why I bought 36, 38. 
If you're going to put the hot guy on the cover of the underwear package, he should at least have to wear the size of underwear that's inside the goddamn package. Let's see how sexy you look in some baggy 38s, you son of a bitch. You'd probably tie him up. I saw Shaq this week. Actually, man, I mean, comedy-wise, I, uh, I'll get to Shaq, but I actually got to hang out with Brian Regan and his brother, Dennis Regan, and his, Brian Regan's girlfriend, I think? That was really fun. Uh, and also, uh, the comedian George Wallace was there. Uh, a different night. He came and did a guest set, and I got to hang out with him a little bit. That's a fun thing about Vegas, is there's, you know, there's people around like Shaq. I did not hang out with Shaq. I saw him uh, walking through. Alright, there's a guy in front of me with a flat tire, but he's not getting off the road. Why would you not get off? What's your plan? The ancient American philosopher Ludacris once said, Move, bitch. Get out the way. I saw Shaq uh, walking through the uh, MGM Grand. He actually had an event there. A charity thing. Uh, John Legend was on it. Uh... Ray Romano. That's my Ray Romano impression. Hey, Jack. Uh, other famous people were on it. Some some charity event. And man, to, he was just walking through the casino, surrounded by uh, security guards. And the security guards at the uh, MGM Grand are, uh, were yellow. And they looked like minions compared to the size of this alleged human Shaquille O'Neal. Just a monster among us. He looks in great shape, too, by the way. Looks like he cost a, lost a couple of pounds. I felt... I wanted to take a picture. I didn't take a picture. Uh... But just because of the almost comical nature of, like, how much bigger he is than the rest of the world. But I also felt some, like, uh, sympathy for him. Because it cannot be easy to go through life with that massive body. And I also felt bad for him because, man, he can't go anywhere. I mean, I was talking to one of the other comics and they were saying, well, he probably... If he didn't want to be seen in the casino, they probably could have taken him through some back things. And maybe he wanted to, maybe he's trying to drum up publicity for the show. I don't, maybe that's true. Maybe he walked through on purpose. But, like when I first was aware that Shaq was there, I just, you just, like the energy changes in the room. And everyone's like looking somewhere and you whisper, a hubbub starts. At first I actually thought it was danger. I'm like, oh no. 
is there a fucking shooter in the casino? Is there drunk people fighting? What's the? And then I look over and it was uh, it was Shaq. And uh, people just yell at him. There was a guy right next to me who was like, Shaq Diesel! That's, he just kept yelling. Shaq Diesel! That's like his nickname, you know, the Diesel, I guess. But like, what are you doing? Why are you just screaming Shaq Diesel like a lunatic? Not even like, I love you. Shaq, you're cool. Big fan. Check Diesel! Grandpa, did you ever meet Shaquille O'Neal? Yes, I did. What did you say to him? I said, Check Diesel! But man, that guy can't, uh... He can't just go to the store and buy performance underwear. Well, first of all, I... I bet none of the underwear... I don't... I literally... I don't know how he gets through life. How does he... It's like almost a disability. I mean, it's also an ability. But, like, how do you walk through doorways and... How? How do you use a regular size human toilet or like sit in a regular size human car or airplane seat how do you put your penis in a human woman does she have to have an epidural first it's bonkers Jack is one of our best celebrities though he's fun and he's like cool does a lot of good things for people I thought about telling him that. I, I, I thought about being like, hey, man. I like the energy you put out in the world. I like what you do for the world. And instead, I just went, Shaq Diesel! I mean, everyone else was doing it. No, I didn't say anything. I get it. I'm in show business. have been like, I know, Shaq, we can't even walk through the casino, can we? Hi, Gabriel Diesel. I'm just hanging out under my picture. Out in front of the club. This guy looks good. You guys know this comedian? very cool to see my giant picture on the uh, Vegas Strip. It's never not going to be. Comedy Cellar doesn't really have a giant thing. It just says Comedy Cellar. It doesn't like flash the pictures. Uh, Laugh Factory has a pretty big one. I've been on some other ones, but the, the MGM Grand one is, is the biggest. And just to like, man. Pretty cool. I was potty trained in an outhouse. And now... I'm staring at the Vegas Strip. And this was... uh, I hope this doesn't sound braggadocious. 
also a great ancient Greek philosopher, Bregadocious. But like, I always kind of thought, whenever I saw the giant picture or even the smaller one inside the casino next to the club, it's always been cool. But it's also like, I always kind of think to myself, I bet people are just walking by going, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, but I, of the, whatever, three or four people I, <clears throat> of the three or four people I ran into, uh, this week in Las Vegas who recognized me, wanted to talk to me, uh, and then some after shows, they saw the picture and got excited because they know who I am. Well, that's new. Look, it's the hairy guy from Instagram. We should go. Actually, that part was kind of funny. I ran into a, a lady when I was in the... Uh, Stranger Things exhibit on the strip. It's not much of an exhibit. It's more of a gift shop. But I walked in there, and then, uh, you know, she recognized me. And then uh, she wanted a selfie, and I looked like refried shit, by the way. I hadn't showered. My hair's in a ponytail. I'm all sweaty. Uh, but I was like, I'm, uh, you know, because she was just like, oh, I know you from Facebook or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm, at, I'm here in town. I'm at the, I'm performing at Brad Garrett's all week, 8 o'clock every night. And then she was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, no. She, you know, I've seen you on Facebook. Why would I need to go to the show? Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I actually... I ran into three people who wanted to take pictures or talk to me and were excited to see me. Also had no interest in going to a comedy show I was performing on. Anyway, obviously the vast majority of people who see my picture have no idea who I am, but some do. They have, uh, if you've been to the Vegas Strip ever, they have, uh, like, costumed gals. Hi, I'm 120. They have some gals out there, uh, you know, wearing a scantily, there's, you know, little, sometimes just, like, little pasties, but whatever. Sexy clothes with feathers, and then they try to take pictures with people and get money from them. Uh, so they kind of, like, flirt with you to like, you know, as you're walking by, they say stuff like, whatever. But it was funny because I, I was laughing at myself because I walked by this one particular uh, one and she goes, hey, where are you going, sexy beard? And I just smiled, kept going, you know. And then uh, I saw her again in like 30 minutes and she goes, good to see you again, muscles. And I was just laughing because that shit works. I mean, she didn't get a picture out of me, but I was like... I felt good about myself. 
this random lady who was trying to hustle me, giving out insincere compliments, and I'm like, God damn it, it worked. Hey, muscles. Really such simple creatures. Just say something fucking nice to me and I'll like you. That's really all it takes. And it doesn't have to be for my intellect. No one is an ancient Greek philosopher who had a big dick because they were busy. They didn't have time to think about going in the same river. I have no idea if that's true. Although some of the statues... the science behind uh, small genitals frees up more brain space to think about other things. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure the science behind that. Maybe that's just my own wish. Like, you never, you know, whatever, you ever see like a, like a hot dude with abs? Or if you're a lady and you see like a, whatever, a hot lady with abs or whatever? a super sexy person of your same gender. And you kind of go like, well, I hope they're stupid. <laughs> Someone asked me about, oh man, this is not one good one for the car. Hassan, Hassan Minaj, Hassan Minaj? Am I saying his name right? Shit was on The Daily Show. He's had shows on Netflix. He's a stand-up comic. And I wish I could look at the... Someone wrote an article saying he lied about some of the stuff he said in his stand-up comedy. And someone asked my opinion on it. And, ah, look. I'm a little... Like, who? why write the article? That occurred to me. Like, why, why are you trying to take this dude down? And then at first, my first thought was, yeah, it's stand-up comedy. It's say whatever the fuck you want. Why does it have to be true? It's mostly the truth exaggerated. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. What's an example for me? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, one of my older bits uh, I said, uh, I yelled at my kids in a Walmart parking lot, get in the van! And everyone looked at me. The reality of that is, I don't know where I was. I said to my kids, get in the van. I didn't yell it. No one looked. I just thought, that's a pretty funny, potentially embarrassing situation if I did yell, get in the van, and people looked. So it's the truth exaggerated. I mean, so if someone wrote an article being like, this never happened at a Walmart, no one looked, I'd be like, this, who, who cares? Everything, it's all half-truths and bullshit. So that was my first thought. But then, like, some of the stuff he was lying about, 
It wasn't to be funnier. Like, that's... You know, he wasn't... peppering up a story with some extra punchlines or making a guy say a funnier thing in the situation that makes the bit better. It was kind of like to prove points about racism and stuff. And I'm going to be honest, that bothers me a little bit. I still don't know why they wrote the article, but isn't that a little different? Because the example was like he, you know, he took had to take his kid to a hospital because they were afraid they got mailed anthrax. And I wish I could be looking at my phone right now to get the exact details. And then I think someone did mail something to him, but they didn't think it was anthrax. They didn't take his daughter to the hospital. So it was like he was kind of... Without having seen it, which so I really should shut up, but without having seen it, it seems like he was exaggerating a thing to make a greater point about racism or being a brown person, which are all worthy things to talk about. But isn't that a little different than, like, making a story funnier? Like, there's a there's a comedian who famously got a scandal because he started telling people he was in the World Trade Center during the 9-11 2001 attacks. Uh, everyone who knows the dude seems to think he's a really nice guy, but it was kind of a scandal. And it, he wasn't saying it on stage, but he was saying it in podcasts, and he was saying it. And it is weird, right? You can't just say like, "Yeah, but that's a good story if it was true." Because it's weird. It's a weird false valor, false victimhood. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. If you want to exaggerate some things to better portray the life of a brown person in America, I'm like, okay... But I don't think you have to pretend you took your kid to the hospital. Like, in a serious moment, not in a... I don't, Make up a funny story about your kid going to the hospital, I guess. If it's funny. But if it's... If it's an example of... Your oppression and it didn't happen? I mean, my whiteness might be showing, and I apologize, but, like, I, that feels a little weird to me. But, you know, we're all making up shit. And if you were writing a movie, that's why stand-up's so weird. It's, the, it's, like, this middle ground of, like, if you were writing a movie, and you were like, well, let's have a scene where they mail potential anthrax to my house. Sure, put it in. Make up any example you want, but stand-up is also like, I don't know. I think his response was, it was based on emotional truths, which 
might have made it worse. <laughs> so I don't know, and I don't. I, I wanted to talk about it because someone asked my opinion about it, but I really shouldn't shoot my mouth off without having watched the stand-up comedy. But I guess I do feel like it's a little different. It's a little bit of a gray area when it's not just you know it's not like two guys walk into a bar well did they really did you see him walk in or are you making the, it's not like that it's like it seems different when it's not in the pursuit of funny but I guess it's still in the pursuit of entertainment because it makes it more poignant or more, you know, I don't know. Mixed feelings. Almost none of my material is 100% true. And that's, that's, but it's all fairly true. I guess what I'm saying is there is a line, right? I mean, if I told a if I told a story about being raped and then had some sort of redemptive punchline after that story and then later I was like wow I, I wasn't raped but I was taking you on a journey you, you'd think that was off you wouldn't think that was cool and I'm not suggesting that's what uh, uh, Hassan was doing but there is a line that's all I'm saying I think one of the examples again why did they write the article what's this what's the what's the scandal <laughs> it's like, like Russell Brand allegedly raped all these women that's a scandal right now and then another one is uh, this guy might have said some stuff that's not entirely accurate like why are we who's writing these anyway one of the things was like he went on a prom date and the parents of the his prom date were because uh, he was dating a white girl and they did not like him for racist reasons. And then there was actually a thing about the family. The family was like, "That's not true at all. It didn't happen." And it kind of like people know she dated him, and now they think we're racist or whatever. But I, if it's funny. If you make up your parents, if you make up that one of your date's parents uh, was racist towards you and it's funny, I don't know. It doesn't all have to be true. I mean, it's a, it's an act. It's, oh, I went to the mall today. You didn't go today. You went one time and then you wrote this joke about it. It's. So I don't know. You could you could convince me in either direction. 
on that thing. But it, I do think there is a distinction between, like, not being truthful for the pursuit of humor and not being truthful in the pursuit of, uh... drama or to make a greater point and I don't know but maybe that's not fair you know that would be kind of fucked up to be like that family watching a stand up comedy special like man I remember this kid from high school and then he's like these people are racist and they're like what the fuck now we are I use someone's real name in my in my dry bar special I don't say anything bad about her But I've cringed a little bit thinking about it. Because, you know... The special has more than a million views. It's definitely gotten back to her. Anyway. I just say I have a... I had a crush on a girl in third grade named Lisa Wasberg. That's all. That was her name. That's her real name. It was at the time. So I'm sorry, Lisa, if I've cost your life any distress. If it helps in the same story, um, I say that I shit my pants. So you look a lot better than I do. I thought about it. I remember two people from grade school. That's it. Girl I had a crush on and the kid who shit his pants on a field trip. <laughs> So unless you're Lisa Wasberg, or me, I don't know you. But that's an example of a time the truth. I could have made up a fake name, but like there's nothing that's gonna be funnier than Lisa Wasberg. It's perfect, because it's true. It's who would make up the name Lisa Wasberg? No one. I've never heard of any other Waspergs. Anyway, I only bring it up because she mailed me anthrax a couple weeks ago. Not cool. So how's that for an answer? Person who asked me how I feel about Hassan Minaj. I don't fucking know. I just talked myself in a circle. see in the rear view mirror, uh, I got a nice red zit forming on my nose right now, which, uh, that's a nice welcome home treat, that's, that's not gonna help me enter the river, I'll tell you that much. Alright, we're calling that a podcast. Goodbye! Shanty Zoo!